I mean, that's kind of how I view it. And you're never really going to accomplish goals and be fulfilled. If you just try to say, here are my four areas of my life. They're 25% in all of them all the time. Sometimes you got to be 30, 60, 20. I don't know the math, but you know, you got to be off a little bit and then it'll work itself back out. And the season will come back around for you to have that time with your family or time with another sport or to grind with whatever, or a personal goal, if you will, you know, in competing. So, I mean, that's kind of like my take on it. So I really dismiss that whole word of like work-life balance. I love that. And I love what you said like that. I mean, you saying the concurrent training like that train coaches, how do you not <laughs> understand what you just said know, right like... there? But like, no, it makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. You're vertically integrating your life yes. <laughs> within, if you do it within training, why would you expect to do anything other than that with your life? Right. And I mean, it's training. You map it out. All right. It's let's, genius. You map out your life. Like, right. It's like, okay, yes. I know this is baseball season. I know I'm going to be busy till June. And my hours will be all over the place. But then you know what? I have a little bit of downtime before volleyball or whatever. But it even may be. within and that, like, you, oh, have like, you might have a training. Wednesday. Right. You might have yes. Wednesday where you have more time with your family, with right. vertically integrated within the yes. week, right? Like, Yeah, you can look big picture, small picture. So I don't know. That's just how my meathead brain, When I, especially when I became a mom, <laughs> how am I going to stay organized? It's like, oh, well, like this is a season for this and it's going to work itself out. And then I just try to balance everything like that. But no, again, like anybody listening, like that resonates true with me because I, I think maybe it is when you become a parent is definitely when yeah. it changes. Cause like that for me is what happened when, mm -hmm. especially when my first son was born, but when my second son was born, right? Like that re really just changed it all. <laughs> and you do, you do that thing where you're like, okay, how can I periodize it where, mm -hmm. you know, they're with you. And you even talked in your video about how your athletes were like watching your kids, dude. Some of my softball girls, like to this day, one of my interns, like babysat the boys. So Megan and I could either go out to, mm -hmm. for a date night or just to get away for a little bit. Like when you can just truly integrate the two, how amazing it is because your athletes, they see you as a person, right? Like, yes. And I mean, just back to like find good sport coaches, you know, be at a university that has your back. Um, like I've traveled with volleyball with like my one-year-old. Really? Um, and because I we were going to a place where I had family, so it just like I was like, ah, well, we just gotta survive the plane trip, and then I can pass them off, and like, you know, do it all. Like, <laughs> you're, but you, you're and, absolutely right. And you know, I just had had a, I have great sport coaches. Had a conversation. And I was like, oh, yeah, why not? Like, that's so. unbelievable. Good for you <laughs> because that makes your. We talk about the four P's here, where it's mm -hmm. you look at a job, pay, perform, uh, create, pay career progression, personal life, sense of greater purpose. And like that mm -hmm. definitely helps with the personal life, sense of greater purpose, like feeling like you belong to something. So coaches out there listening, like have the, have those conversations with your coaches, not so you can bring your child on a trip, right? No. Like that's not, no, the, that's, the, that's not the thing. It's the fact that you have that good of a relationship with the coaches mm -hmm. that you can do those things and you can live a more fulfilled life. Cause chances are you probably coach even harder you know, for those girls or at that university because they value you as a human being. Oh, completely. And then it's so good for the athletes to see. I, I can't, I, my male athletes to see like, you know, their only female coach is still in with them like a hundred percent and can still like be a great mom. And then for my female athletes, just to see three, go through the whole process and not let me slow down a bit. I, I mean, I just, 
Yeah, you're setting an example because yeah. not only like my, so Kate Correa was uh, one of my first assistants at Towson, and you know, you talking about that right there, I, it reminds me of what Kate was saying, where her female athletes seeing her lifting heavy and doing these things, like it, it mm-hmm. gives them someone to look up to. So for you again to set that example for your female athletes, like, hey, you can still be a mom and you can have a child and you can still train and you can do difficult things and you can Mm -hmm. live a life and have a career. And then, like you said, the male athletes are like, Oh wow. Like this is what a strong female should be like. Like this is, I mean, it's again, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Like kudos to you for that. Like on the West point, uh, you know, in fact, all my, all my like female athletes are going to go in the military. They're going to Mm. have a career and you know, so like, it's just like another example but I mean, shout out to, um, you know, your husband and the, the ability yeah. to make that work as oh, a family yeah, too, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's because chaos. that, that again, but like, <laughs> you, you want to talk about the periodization or the, um, strength. Yeah. You got to sit down with your spouse. You got to sit like, down with your high okay, performance staff. Yeah. Right. Like, wh- like when are you peaking? When am I going to peak in this? Cause like, <laughs> it's got, it for me, it can't be hunting season, but for him, like, you know, so that's kind of how we have to. <laughs> Again, yeah, but support. strength coaches out there that are listening to this, like you got it, like that's how you make it work. And that, and, and to me, that's going to, that's part of your flywheel that you've pushed in terms of being able to be successful because you have set up those roadblocks. You've set up mm-hmm. those things in life where, or checkpoints, right? Where yeah. you, you have that ability to talk and, and now you're not, um, you're not preoccupied at work with other, other thoughts. Mm-hmm. You're in the weight room when you're with your athletes, you're training, oh, them. Yeah. you're doing all mm-hmm. of those things. Yeah. How has that been? So we talked about it in terms of the work-life balance, in terms mm-hmm. of you know your your personal life with your athletes. How about the your coworkers? Anybody that you're overseeing? Like, what's been the impact of that? How do you go about leading them within all of it? Yeah, um, back to just like the whole time management. I find like I'm so much more productive at work, and I, because like right. I can't dilly dally in the office it's like no i'm sorry like hold your questions i have to get this done this next 40 minutes uh you know i'm very like i have to stick to my schedule and i think they all know that and respect that and hopefully it rubs off on them a little bit to not just like you know i'm guilty of like training way too well some days you can if you have that time block but you know just letting the time get away from you because especially at west point we do have a lot of it's not really downtime because there's a lot to do, but yes. you have to be organized to manage your time or stuff will sneak up on you. So hopefully they will see me be like, oh no, I have 40 minutes to get this done. And then I have a meeting and then this has to get done because I can't pull my laptop out at night and I can wake up early and pull it out, but my baby might be up. So yeah. it's not a guarantee that I'm going to have it undivided attention. So this is my like office time. So hopefully it rubs off on them a little bit to where they can, you know, <laughs> start the process of getting organized for that next role that they have, whether it be personally or professionally. Taking a quick break from the show to talk to you about our membership site. If you find value from our podcast, you are guaranteed to find more value inside of the Strength Coach Network video library inside the membership. Doesn't matter the level coach you are, you can see all of our 170 plus lectures sorted three different ways. Based on the level of expertise coach you are, aspiring, established, or head, you can sort it by every sport imaginable, and you can sort it by every topic in strength and conditioning. This makes all of the content consumable 
easy for you and for your staff members to be able to deep dive on any topic in strength and conditioning. Click the link down below to try the site out for 24 hours for only $1. Then your membership turns into a monthly membership where the price is less than $30 a month for $29.99, which is less than going out to dinner by yourself. You have access to all of this content. Click the link down below. And that resonates true. There was a, a coach that I'm friends with that worked at a, a, a school similar to your setup where it's mm -hmm. like, hey, condensed group of all the athletes come in and train. And then there's, they're in school, right? Like at the mm -hmm. Ivy Leagues, they're in yes. school. And like you said, there's really no, hey, like there's, there's not a lot of class conflicts because they have a very big weight room too. So, I mean, it's a madhouse between mm -hmm. essentially six to 1030 and then 1030 to 230 open time, like mm -hmm. really a lot of free time. And then 2.30 to 6.30, it's a madhouse again. So it's like the coaches explained to me when I was there interning, mm -hmm. hey, we're on the floor and we're working really hard during those four hours. And then, yeah, maybe like Frage would leave the office so he could mm -hmm. like detach, refresh himself and then come back and do that work because it, it's like, hey, heightened awareness of on-floor hours in the office hours and you had to be really really smart with that time and so mm -hmm. anybody listening to that find ways to prioritize that so that way you're again your head is where your feet are yes exactly <clears throat> um so you know anybody else listening to this right now uh ken and i had a mutual contact uh brie who was a softball coach there for a while and then now has gone into the military did you ever have any of that desire? Because when we had her on the show, she just talked about how, you know, leadership and how that was an opportunity to lead more people. Was that something that either a happens a lot that you've seen at army West point? Is that something that ever crossed your mind? Um, I've seen it happen. Um, uh, for me personally, like I love serving those that serve. I love like, I, you know, my passion is strength and conditioning and, when I can share that passion, I then have purpose and then their purpose can go on and be that leader. So I can be the person behind the scenes that maybe help them influence them a little bit for their career. So that's really like how I found my place here. Um, I have seen a lot of like coaches or just really anyone that steps on foot at West Point, then want to join the military or, you know, really anything uh, service related. So I, for me though, I find joy in serving those that serve. Yeah, that resonates, um, you know, for me and I think for other coaches too, because you're starting to see more and more coaches going into this H2F route. Oh, yeah. um, have mm -hmm. you have you seen more coaches in your personal circle that you know are, are branching out? And if so, what have they been saying to you? What are the pros and cons in your detached point of view from it? Mm -hmm. um, I've had a lot of coworkers or just like uh, people through the field, friends, uh, take that route from college and it's just like i mean it's different you're like you are gaining like you were training someone for, like for their job that, that is the military but you're giving up the whole sports and team dynamic so True. i don't know i think the main question is is like how much do you love sports and then kind of work backwards from there <clears throat> What's so that's been the main thing I've heard people like say is, oh, I miss the team. I miss the university feel and like the, everyone in a program together because there you have a lot of individuals with like personal goals. Yeah. So that's the biggest difference. Well, then what's your recommendation for anybody that does have, I mean, for uh, having 1100 athletes across that many, like those mm -hmm. few of sports, for lack of a better term, like how do you manage that large of a roster? Um, I'm, I don't know. I guess I'm like kind of used to it right now. 
because uh, I've been here. You'll so be long. bored if you go to a regular university <laughs> ever. <laughs> I've really said that so many times because, like, you know, I got here and um, first of all, I'm from the south, so just location wise alone, being in New York, I never thought like I would be here this long. I thought like I'd, you know, work my way back down to, uh, you know, maybe not Alabama, but like that type of you know area. Um, and it didn't happen because I just like fell in love with like working with the kid athletes. And I absolutely love the challenges of dealing with so many of them and the schedule conflicts. And then we haven't even really touched on it, but like their military requirements. Yeah. Like if you can get your training to work here, you can get it to work anywhere. I, it's like really what I tell anyone that comes and joins our staff. Like if you can figure out how to program around survival swim and summer training and like the beast period that they call it in their summer and uh, combatives and all these things that they're, they're doing for the military, you're, you're going to be fine anywhere else. That's actually interesting that you say that because I feel like at a lot of schools or I'd say probably 95%. So outside of yours, athletes are probably going to do extra work on their own. And you're probably trying to navigate that, but you know that your athletes are doing extra work and they have their requirements for the military. And you almost are tertiary behind military sport coach and then you yeah and then uh, i mean it is pretty much at ivy league academic level really yes it is extremely oh you, you get the, I, I, like i joke with my athletes all the time like if i'm doing weight room math real quick i'm like uh what would it tell me this real quick i went to alabama <laughs> you're here like you know just kind of joking about it because they they really are brilliant um which like you kind of gets lost in the fact that they're also going to serve their country but you have yeah. to be very smart to go here. So there's that too. So then I don't know if that makes a third, fourth, whatever, but uh, you just, I don't know. You have to wear a lot of hats and like learn outside of just strength and conditioning about what really is going on here and talk to them about what their daily stressors are. It's probably gonna be things you never heard of, um, but yeah, with time you'll learn. Yeah. I mean, I guess you're not able to just make the same basic, like, Oh, you need to sleep and have good nutrition. Cause it's like, well, if they have something that they literally have to be awake for and they don't have the ability oh, yeah. to get that sleep or nutrition, because you know, what does that again, respecting the privacy of where you work, but yeah. how do you navigate through the sleep and the nutrition part of it in your world as their athletics coach too? Um, you just, it's, you have to ask the right questions. And I would say this at any university where you are, because they're all set up a little bit differently. You all have a different kind of, you know, type of athlete that's recruited there, whether it be like level or culture or whatever. You need to ask the right questions about, you know, like, let's not talk West Point, but just like, where where does your team go for pregame meals, for postgame meals? Or where do they hang out on the weekends? Find that stuff out and then kind of work backwards of like, okay, well, here's some good food choices you could have there. You like this type of food okay well here's a easier and cheaper way to make it in your dorm room you know i think like you know so just not even west point it's just getting to know your athletes and asking those questions and you know the time management conversations it's just it's on a lot larger scale here but all 18 to 22 year olds need to learn 